a discussion of life and theology from First Baptist Church in Portland, Tennessee. This is the First Word Podcast. Welcome to the First Word Podcast. This is Jacob. This is David. And this is the sixth episode. Um, We just got through the, the holiday season. How was your Christmas, man? It was great. Great. Love spending time with family. Absolutely. Yeah, lots of food. Lots of food. You um, you got me a gift this year, and yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tell us a little bit about it. It was a t-shirt. Uh-huh. What yeah. did it say on it? Uh, my diet starts tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for everyone to understand why did I get that shirt for you? Because my, I'm going on a diet. <laughs> Tomorrow, <laughs> let's be real. Most Here's of the time, why? Yeah, because I've gained ten pounds no, since working no, here. No, 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 no. It's funny because Jacob will come in. He's like, you know what? I'm starting my diet. I'm like, that's awesome, man. That's great. And and then a couple of days later, he's like, I'm off my diet. He someone, said, but I'm starting again tomorrow. Some, someone brought me a pie. <laughs> yeah. I have to eat it. Well, and I, that is true. We are blessed with a congregation who loves to feed us. Yep, that's true. And they, they're great cooks um, from baked goods to snacks to everything yeah. else. And it's very easy. It's hard. But, yeah. you know, New Year is, um, you know, I, I'm going to start a resolution to diet tomorrow. Well, so. I don't, there's not a T-shirt for that. <laughs> so. Well, anyways, this is not a holiday episode. No. Um, but it's not this, even a dieting one. It's not. No. But... We, we had a good Christmas. Hope you did as well. Um, we want to talk about something that's coming up in our church, something that's important for our church and, and the church. Um, we're, we're starting a new process, a new class, um, purposefully and with intention. Um, be, because of biblical convictions we have as, mm. as leadership and um, but we want to discuss in this episode about that. And, and here's the topic. Why membership matters. Yeah. Why church membership matters. Um, this is something that I think as a staff we've been kind of thinking through for probably as long as I've been here, almost 24 months, almost two years. But since you've been here, we've actively been working towards this. And, and by, by we, you mean you. Well, no, I, uh, I would say it's it's your past, it's our pastoral staff and our spiritual leadership team, our elders. Right. Well, yeah. we're all on the same page, but you as executive pastor slash discipleship pastor, uh, you've really picked up the uh, majority of the weight on this in terms of developing this, uh, I guess I could say curriculum for our, our church yeah. to go through. And so I, I'm super grateful for that. Um, but it's with intention. It is. And and. So it's also caused you, you've had time to, to really pour into and think through this. So, so you lead this out, David. Okay. Why, why does membership matter, church membership? Well, and, and I'll explain it from two different ways because in, a, in one of the previous podcasts, we talked about a high church and a low church feeling. Um, I think with membership, it can, we can qualify that in two terms. We can qualify it as an informal process and a formal process. And in the informal process, I've grown up with all of my life. Informal process is an invitation is given at the end of service. Does anyone want to join the church in membership? Someone comes forward. They talk to the pastor. The pastor um, asks them probably three or four questions. Um, Then the individuals are turned around facing the congregation, 
and they say, so-and-so wants to join the church in membership, and the church says, yeah, they clap, you know, or it's an amen or um, something like that. And then um, they say, well, now I want you to stand here, Mr. Prospective Member or Mr. Member, Miss Member. And the church is going to come forward and they're going to shake your hand and they're going to introduce you. Yeah. And it, but isn't that, I mean, isn't that how the Bible says to do? I'm just I, I, That's I, how honestly, I've always seen it my whole life. But I, don't, I am not sure that there's any membership yeah. process that's like that. I think this is totally unique to the church. But we do this in such a way and it's accepted. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just thinking through like different areas where you have membership like gym membership <laughs> like, all right look at our new member when everybody at the gym come congratulations let's see a bench 350 you know <laughs> yeah. it, you don't see that there's yeah. no qualifications like that but we're okay with that to a point because it's easy and i and we don't have time to get into this portion today we'll get into it more in our own membership matters class uh, but i think there's reasons why uh, i think history has proven that membership in the church, the church doesn't take membership as strongly as it should. Yeah, um, It's caused uh, kind of a black eye for the church. And so when we have someone who wants to come forward and join us in membership, it's almost like, hurry quick, let's get it done before they change their mind. Yes. You know, it's that yeah. mentality. And, uh, and I think it's also a numbers thing. Yeah. Our, our metrics of healthy church, growing church is numbers, numbers, numbers. Oh, another person, if we slow down, if we vet them, if we uh, – we're not counting that number right now. Yeah. yeah. And think about this. I've never been a part of an arranged marriage. You know, just not in the culture that's going to be. Yeah. But that informal membership process is very much akin to an arranged marriage where you're putting two people together that don't know each other yeah. and you're expected to do life with one another to trust them with your salvation and with your families yeah. and, and all these things without getting to know right. them. And marriage takes time, even when you know somebody. Yeah. I can't imagine how long it would take in an arranged marriage. I mean, there are certain cultural things that are on there, but for the church, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So you need to know each other. Yeah. And, and so knowing each other, let's start there um, and, and let's define what a local church is. And you're going to find these definitions in Matthew 18, 19 to 20, and in Hebrews 10, 25. It's a regular gathering of two or more disciples of Jesus Christ meeting in his name. So the meeting regularly comes from Hebrews 10, 25. The two or more disciples of Jesus Christ meeting in his name is Matthew 18, 19 to 20. So those are the two scriptures that we have that can give us just a definition of what a local church is, Mm -hmm. but all the New Testament from even the later gospels on through the epistles break down um, not only what the local church is, but what the role of the local church is. Yeah, especially the pastoral epistles. Absolutely. But but the fact, to be honest, just the fact that we have epistles is an argument, in a sense, for church membership. For the local church. They are letters to local churches that it's not generalized. It's right. Paul is saying, greet this person, tell – correct this person, don't have anything to do with this person. Um, 
say hello to this person. I mean, it's specific people in a specific place. Absolutely. Yeah. That's where we get the, the, the book's names or the epistles' names. Right. Um, Corinth, Ephesus, Colossae, Colossians, um, Thessalonica, Thessalonians. Yeah. yeah. All these, they're written to specific churches in specific areas. Romans, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but once you get into this is what a local church is, well, then it breaks down the roles of the purpose, role, and mission of the church. The purpose of the local church was to collectively grow in discipleship, sanctification, and unity around God's mission. Yeah. So you have a specific group of people meeting together for a specific purpose. The role of the church, the local church, was to preach and teach the complete gospel of Jesus Christ. And then in our context, in their context as well, but baptism by immersion and the Lord's Supper. I mean, we've talked about that as well. So the ordinances. The ordinances. that we Without observe. the ordinances, you don't have a church. That's right. There's, what's you the can roles? be a parachurch organization. That's right. But, but that is one of the qualifying factors of a, of a church and we can you can really get into some in-depth arguments on that section on the lord's supper and who is allowed to give it and what or you know constitutes yeah. a, a local church and then of course the mission yeah uh, we call that the great commission and that's the mission that jesus christ gave his followers so to know what a local church is and what you're a part of you talked about a gym earlier you know when you walk into planet fitness what you're joining because it's got Planet Fitness on the door, and you yeah. walk in. There's exercise equipment, purple there. everywhere. Yeah, there's. It's a no judgment S- zone. Smells like sweat, or a full of judgment zone. And tears. No, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I'm stopping tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so you need to know. Well, I, I'm joining tomorrow. You know, I canceled my. <laughs> and then they called me. They never called me when I was a member. I cancel it, and I start getting all this. You know what? I, I think we can learn from that. For the, there's a, that's anal, analogous for, for church. Making a note <laughs> to include in membership matters. So now we know what a local church is. So why does membership matter for the local church? And I'm going to give six reasons. Um, I'm going to try and go through these quickly that membership matters. Um, but there, this is more to educate you, to prepare you for membership, and to also show how important it is. Mm-hmm. You know, um, first reason it's biblical. Now I put a note here, kinda, kinda, yeah. And the reason why I put kinda is that membership in and of itself, this word is not directly mentioned in Scripture. It would have been convenient. The Holy Spirit had inspired the biblical <laughs> writers to include this direct statement mandating believers join a local church. You know, it said. You must join the church of Colossae. You yeah. must join the local church. Yeah. You must attend the new members class. Of, Absolutely. You know. yeah. Paul doesn't write that. Right. Peter doesn't. John doesn't write that. Mm-hmm. There is no verse or collections of verses that directly state you must join the local church. There's no 11th commandment that says this, right? Or 13th or 14th. or Not, yeah, yeah. None. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it doesn't exist. But... Throughout Scripture, it is heavily implied that the local church exists. We've already mentioned a couple of ways, how the letters are titled, written to, um, how we refer to those letters, that those churches, local churches existed, mm-hmm. but that people were a part of those local right. churches. Um, I think the first way that I would show in uh, the local now, church... I'm now, sorry. David, the local church, so this is a church that people are this is not the capital C Catholic Universal Church. Absolutely. And 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 go ahead and explain the Catholic so, Church. Catholic is a, a word that means universal. 
not the pope not the pope not roman catholic church so like in the was it in the apostles creed does it say that the catholic church Mm. that's not talking about the roman catholic that's the universal church that's right so whenever the bible says the lord added to their number daily those who are being saved he's not adding necessarily to it a local church. He's talking about the the church universal right there, the Absolutely. body of of believers. But then, people are in places and times with other people. That is the local church at that location in that time for that purpose. So there is a distinction between between the two. And so what we're talking about is membership for a local church. Absolutely, and that is different. Let's break it down in a way that most of us would understand. I mean, there are um, organizations um, like the Sumner County School Board that makes decisions within Sumner County for all the schools within their district. Mm -hmm. But individually, there's elementary schools, junior high schools, senior high schools that exist all over the place that basically are under that umbrella. So um, so we should have a presbytery? Well, no, that, okay, that, that, that example didn't go well, but you get what no. I'm saying is that there's a larger yeah. institution over, you know, that basically smaller institutions exist under. Well, the Catholic Church is, is not, it's not a uh, presbytery, you know, what you were just referring to, but the local church exists to meet the needs of the community that God has placed it there, plus the members that are a part of yeah. that church. They are tied by God to a time and a place with a people. Absolutely. Yeah. Direct location. Yeah. So in Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, we, we get this command that leadership is to equip the saints. Now, we're leadership. You and I are leadership at First Baptist Church Portland. It's not our job to equip all of the saints that exist in the 37148 area code. We are given to a specific location to equip the saints in a specific church context, a local church, yeah. for the glory of God, for his mission. For the work of the ministry. That's right. And yeah. Hebrews 13, 17 It says this, obey your leaders and submit to them for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will give an account. Again, it's the same concept of you and I and Mike, the spiritual leadership team, are at First Baptist Church to help um, teach, equip, prepare the saints here at Portland First Baptist. And one day we're to give an account for the work that we do. Right. And so... Um, I don't know if this is getting ahead of your points, but I can always change them. (laughs) Biblically, I mean, the appointing of elders Mm. um, is for that purpose. Absolutely. And it is a equipping by a specific people, an equipping of a specific people for the work of the mission. So tying that leadership, I mean, you can't have that apart from a local specific body of believers. Absolutely. I mean, what would it look like if on a day when we're giving an account, it said, and I'm not going to mention specific churches, but okay, you lived in that Sumner County area. What was going on at that church down in Hendersonville? What did you do about that? Yeah, that that's that wasn't our context. That's not what we were doing. Mm-hmm. So it's not the Catholic C church that you're referring to yeah. or, earlier. Explain or earlier. that that church that you listen to their 
services every week and yeah yeah you know it's not that sort of thing so there's a specific context that members are a part of and we as leaders are over them and you see this still and you said you mentioned elders first timothy 3 1 through 7 titus 1 5 through 9 we see the establishment of leaders in the local church um servant leaders that are there to teach prepare guide equip the saints for the work of ministry Mm -hmm. to mature them um, towards the work of ministry so, yes, we do see that a local church, it is biblical. Membership is biblical, even though it doesn't directly state it, it's implied. Um, the second reason um, why membership matters, the church has members. Um, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 12, 12, 25 through 27, and in those scriptures, or in those passages, he uses this term of members, that we are members of of the church, just like he uses of parts of the body. Yeah. We're members of the body, yeah. you know, like the, the fingers are part of the hand or members of the hand. And, and, and he goes through that illustration and in making this reference and using the analogy of the human body, um, he, he says that we're like those different parts. We all have a specific use, a specific gift, a specific direction that when we're joined with the body, we perform a specific duty within that body. Um, But it's the way God has gifted us for the building up and the strengthening of his local church. Mm -hmm. So as a leader, which we've talked about before, we have a responsibility. But the members of that local church have a responsibility as well. Yeah. I think we see that, and we take that for granted sometimes. Um, We don't look necessarily, and we're going to talk about this later, we don't look at the way that God has worked within our lives to bring us to a location like the 37148 from all over um, the country, all over the state, all over the world, uh, to come to a place like this to use the gifts that he's blessed us with. Sometimes, to use your word, uh, we have people who like to sit and soak. Uh And when you do that, it's almost like the body exists as a stroke victim. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I hate to use something You're like that. You're not active. Yeah, we're, we're not full. We cannot be fully complete. We can't fully function in the way that God yeah. has intended us yeah. to. You're a part of the body, but but you're not moving. Yeah, and, yeah. and you're actually drawing off yeah. other parts of the body, yeah. which make it inefficient, yeah. you know? Um, and and I hate, like I said, I hate to use that example, but it's almost like yeah. what we are. I see it, yeah. Uh, yeah, when we don't function as we're intended. Um, another one, this is a great one. Uh, the local church, being a member of the local church is how we officially represent Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, in John 13, 35, Jesus is talking to his disciples. This is before the, the, the development of the church. But he says this, um, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Now, we're not going to go deep into the Greek on this, but when he says love one another, he's using the dative masculine plural to that. I thought you weren't going deep into the Greek. Well, I just want to explain this because it's really huge. And he says this. So Jesus is telling him, listen, I've given you love. I've shown you love. Now you... As a group, the plural group, go together and you love one another. And not only that, when you love one another in the plural as a group, like I have loved you, that's what the dative means. He's kind of passed that on to them. Mm-hmm. Then people will know that you're my disciples. Yeah. So Christ has shown us love. He's redeemed our souls, mm-hmm. man. He has saved us when we were so far from him. Yeah. And when we join in membership to a group of other believers who have saved, then in the plural, we're joining together to reveal a love that was given to us Mm 
And when we show that love one to another, then we're revealing to the world Christ. Yeah, we we are his his visible body on earth. Absolutely. And so God so loved the world. How does he love the world? Through us. I mean, that's how it's demonstrated. And this love isn't a Valentine's type of love. Yeah. You know, let's yeah. not get into that side of it. Yeah. Um, we won't, we, it's hard for us to truly understand this kind of right. love. Um, but that's the kind of love in which he loved us. And so we officially, in the plural, as a local congregation who joined together and worked together, are revealing the love that he has shown yeah, to us. How we love one another. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the fourth way, it's how we serve one another. Um, there's over 59 one another's in scripture. Yeah. Um, we're not going to go through all of those. That's a different com- part of our, our membership matters. Um, but we are responsible for one another. In Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, 25 through 32, Paul writes to the church in Ephesus that they are responsible for one another, to love one another, serve one another, warn one another, and encourage one another. That happens within the existence of a local church in Ephesus, and it happens at First Baptist Portland. Yeah. It happens at all other local churches that have been established all across this globe. So membership is a way that we represent Christ, like we just mentioned, and it's also a context in which we love one another, serve one another, uh-huh. um, meet each other's needs, bear each other's burdens in Galatians. Yeah, I've heard so many, you know, I do a lot of grief ministry. Oh, yeah. Over the years, I've heard so many people who who are connected to the church say, I don't know how I would have, could have got through the loss of my loved one if it wasn't for the church. Yeah. And that's bearing one another's burdens. That's coming through in times of need. Um, absolutely. And you have to have an embodied local people to have that. To show that yeah. kind of love. Yeah, absolutely. And compassion. And and I'll tell you, sometimes it's more difficult, even as a church gets larger, for that to be apparent. And so not to branch off, but that's when we expect small groups, community groups. As you grow larger, you need to grow smaller. As Absolutely. Well. Yeah. And through those community groups, you still see these same yeah. things. Care should come come about through those groups. Yeah. Absolutely. And and you cannot be an essential part of those groups without joining that church in membership to yeah. know if to truly line up with what they teach, believe, yeah. and, and 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 what the mission is, their yeah. role, purpose, and mission. Um, the last thing, and this is um, another, uh, well, there's two more. Um, it helps Christian leaders lead. Uh, that We've already talked about that um, from a F- Hebrews 13, from uh, Ephesians 4, um, that formal membership lets you and I, Pastor Jacob, Pastor Mike, myself, the spiritual leadership team, lead. It knows who we're, we know who we're leading. Yeah. We know where the congregants stand, where the members stand. We should. We should, yeah, because... If you think of a shepherd, the, the Bible gives that analogy a lot and purposefully for, for leaders. Uh, shepherds n- know their sheep, yeah. okay? And there are different flocks. John 10. But it is their sheep. That's right. And, and they're leading them to uh, green pastures and beside still waters. I mean, we, we're under shepherds. That's right. You know, he, praise God, he is the good shepherd that leads us. Absolutely. Um, but it's a, it, the sheep are a specific flock. Yeah. And we're responsible for them. Completely. And, and we're to give an account one day. And that's a weighty. Oh, that's a huge weight. Yeah. Uh, you and I have talked about that. Mike and I, all of us have talked about that responsibility that we share. 
even as we're in a position right now where we're talking about growing our spiritual leadership team, growing our elders, we're looking for men who fill those roles also that are wanting to, that are called to take that responsibility of caring for the flock. But if you don't have membership, um, period, in the mm-hmm. church, if you don't have a formal process, you don't know the sheep, you don't know who are your sheep, yeah. um, you so then you can't lead them. And that goes back to that informal process that we mm-hmm. talked about at the very beginning. Yeah. It's like an arranged marriage. How are you going to know your members if you don't spend the time for to get to know them and they get to know you? Yeah. Even if it's a matter of three weeks, right. you know, like we're talking about doing. Um, the last portion of that, um, the last reason that I have down why membership matters, it enables church discipline. And, and I think this requires some explanation. Well, I think this is – to be honest, one of the most biblically clear reasons why church membership matters. Yeah. It's not one we, we like to think about or talk about. Um, it's why it's not practiced a lot. But this is a very core reason, biblically, why membership matters. And I wrote down in my notes, it's been my experience that very few churches that I've been a part of or that I'm aware of, they still practice church discipline. And yeah. I think it goes back to that same reason why we have an informal membership process. Yeah. We've got somebody on the hook, not to use that phrase of fishing, but we have someone who's willing to join. Let's not put any obstacles right. in their way. Let's go ahead and yeah. increase those numbers, what yeah. you're talking about. Well, if we employ church discipline, like we're commanded to biblically, mm-hmm. um, that has some of those connotations. and. You know, it was really interesting to me when you first came. We have we started moving our Sunday night to a different format, and one Sunday night we had a conversation on church discipline. I had no idea how that conversation was going to go. Yeah. Do you remember that 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 meeting that we had on that Sunday yeah. night? And the topic came up, and I thought it was amazing that one of the last questions we had in the night was from our one of our older members, and. They ask, do we or have we ever utilized church discipline? Right. And the answer was, not to my knowledge. Yeah. Um, I've grown up in the church. I have never seen it. Yeah. Yeah. And church discipline is important. And, and so I'll explain it really quickly because there's some other things we want to talk about in this podcast. But if we're not transparent with one another— if we don't live life with one another as members, loving one another, sharing one another, serving one another, knowing one another, how are we going to hold each other accountable? Until we're able for the church to kind of wash away this veneer, of, especially in the Bible Belt, that everything is okay, um, uh, that my life is perfect, I can't see, can't show anyone that I'm struggling with anything, then it's very difficult to employ any type of church discipline or in a loving type way. Right. But it's all for our sanctification. It's all for our Christ-likeness. Absolutely. Yeah. And and here's the biggest thing that came to me with church discipline is if there's an out, you know, uh, 1 Corinthians 5, mm-hmm. there was a definite out yeah. for the church. Excommunication. That's right. Yeah. Because it was a man living in sexual immorality. Yeah. Then there was a definite end. Yeah. You know, for there to be an out, there How was can an you end. exclude someone who's not already included? Yeah. To me, that was one of the bigger things about membership in the local church, that there had to be a, a, a formal in process for there to be a formal out process. Right. Right. So church discipline's rooted in Scripture. 
provided for correction and reconciliation in the local church. Okay, so it matters. All right, I get it. Yep. There's a lot of reasons. Yep. Um, so how do you do it? How do you enter? How do, how do you join? Well, and I think it goes back to this part. We want to give a process to allow the prospective member to get to know us and for us to get to know them. That's why we talk about having membership matters, formal membership classes. Yeah, so that's important. You have to know the other party and you have to be known. Both mm-hmm. of those are important. That's right. And I, I love, I think everything we do, we've purposefully walked through Acts mm-hmm. as our first series here as a church so that Scripture can inform our practice. Um, we should, everything we do should should come from, from Scripture, should have biblical merit. And the early church is a great model for us. In Acts 4.32, um, this just stands out in bright neon lights to me. This this phrase, this is the early church, said, now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul. Now that's a local congregation, the full number. This is early, early on. This is Jerusalem. This is the that first early church there. But it said the full number, that church, they were of one heart and soul. No one said any of the things belonged to him was his own. They had everything in common. Yeah. But that word, one heart and soul, the, the word soul is also mind. It's synonymous there. How can a people, the whole number of people, be of one heart and one mind? Um, practically, I mean, the only way is, I mean, to be upfront and clear with your beliefs. Absolutely. The apostles' teaching. They devoted themselves to the apostle teaching, the fellowship, the breaking of bread, and the prayers. Absolutely. So they were devoted to the same thing. They were pursuing the same mission together. Absolutely. All of this needs to be clarified so that everyone can be sure they're on the same page. Um, but how many people join a church and don't even know really what the mission is or what's important or even all the, what they believe and vice versa. And we're in the Bible Belt. The Bible Belt's changing a whole lot. We have a lot of people moving from all in all over the area that grew up in different backgrounds. Right. And so they look at a church like First Baptist in Portland and say, oh, that's where I'm going to go. And if we don't have a formal membership class, and we've ran into this already by having those who grew up in a different background who came to us to talk about baptism yeah. because of the way that they were baptized right. in the past. Um, that's a clear indication uh-huh. of we need to have a formal way of saying this is who we are, this is what we believe before we begin this whole membership yeah. process. And so we can be of one heart and soul, 100%. striving for the same mission. Absolutely. That his kingdom come here in Portland as it is in heaven. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so that's why we're looking forward to it. That's why we're having formal classes. Yeah. Um, we want to be unified as a church, we want to grow in our understanding of who he is, mm-hmm. um, and we want to have a process of doing so. We want to so be intentional about it. This formal. is for the health of the body, and it's for the effectiveness of the mission. 100%. And so this is some <laughs> of why membership matters. Um, if you are a part of First Baptist Portland, Tennessee, if you are not just a part of it, if you are considering even checking us out if you're a regular attender if you're if you've been here a member 40 years if you were born and raised here um, we want to invite you we are starting membership matters what will end up being our our three-week introductory course for new members um, we're starting it on 
the first three Sunday nights in January. January 7th, 14th, and 21st. We want the entire church to go through it Yes. this first time together so we can all be on the same page, um, hand in hand, one heart and soul beating for Christ um, together for his mission, for his glory. Absolutely. So please join us. Uh, membership matters, and it matters that, that you're a part of this body, and we're, we're grateful for you. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of the First Word podcast.